Instead of that abrupt, like, boom, it's there and it's gone. Audio's like, oh, yeah, I heard you, Jed. They're, like, trying to trickle it out, keep it styling. Thank you for that. I like it. I'm in a real dance mood today. I had to kind of try to contain myself on that one, you know. You never know. I could stand up, a few spins coming into play. It could get crazy. Anyway, welcome, everyone. It doesn't feel like a Monday. I don't know what makes a Monday feel like a Monday, but this doesn't feel like a Monday for me. I don't know about you or at home watching. Well, I hope you are all ready for a fun show. Um, it's going to be lively. I'm going to tell you first what we're going to talk about. So today what I have, I want to get into toxic masculinity because I need to respond to something that Avatar director James Cameron said. Oh my, turns out someone has a little low T. Just saying. <clears throat> we're going to talk about the male gaze and how some women are actually on purpose trying to not be liked by men. Like it's intentional. How strange. So we're going to respond to some Drew Afalo content on that. You know it. You love it. And I want to dig into some gender pay equity. I'm not big into sports, truthfully. I'm not. I never played sports. I'm not into it. I don't really watch sports. But there were some interesting comments that came from Megan Rapinoe. I don't know if you're following World Cup or I don't know if any of you are into that. But her comments on this blow the mind. A little bit of the matrix going on there. I also don't know if you saw over the weekend huge story dropped um, last week on Friday, I believe it was actually, with Elon Musk and Twitter. He released the Twitter files and he exposed a lot of what was going on behind the scenes at Twitter in the name of suppressing certain news stories they didn't like, in the name of a lot of things that involved suppression of free speech and whatnot. And that was just part one. Part two is probably going to be crazy. So I want to talk about that a little bit in the context of The Matrix, because you know a lot of the people that you follow, the Andrew Tates, the Sneakos, doctors, politicians were banned on Twitter. All of a sudden they were there and then they were gone in the last two years. So what exactly was going on? Elon Musk, he ain't playing y'all. He was like, well, I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to expose it top to bottom. So of course, I'm going to give you the synopsis, you know, the Cliff's notes on that. All right, before we do any of that, before we dig into James Cameron and some of these ridiculous comments that made me kind of sorry that I spent my time watching The Terminator all those years, I want to tell you about um, a partner, a sponsor for this show, and what happened to me the other day. So I'm sitting, and I get a call from my friend, no joke, and she says, Jed, she calls me AJ, because that's what my nickname was back in the day. She says, AJ, someone stole my credit card. It's been a mess. Now another credit card is going crazy. What's going on? What do I do? Panic struck. I said, do you not listen to my show? I said, I have your answer. And I immediately, no joke, directed her over to Aura. She signs on. She signs up. She finds out that 50-plus passwords that she has are on the dark web. She wound up having to cancel her credit card. It was a disaster. Her whole weekend was wrecked, but she was very grateful to have them. And I am partnering with Aura because I don't trust the system. I don't trust the matrix, and I am here to protect your financial security, the security of your family, your passwords, all of that. Let me tell you what Aura is. It's identity theft protection. It is fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all in one. I use this for myself, my family. I was super excited to sign on. I go on there, and I found out that more than 40 of my passwords were on the dark web. So I had a lot of cleaning house to do there. Super grateful. I've gotten several alerts from them already, letting me know, you know, is this amount of money was spent? Is this you? Which is really important. So get this. Not only is it super user friendly, I am not tech savvy in any sense of the word, as some of you in the audience might know. 
I'm able to use it, no problem. It monitors the dark web for your emails, your passwords, your social security numbers, and it sends alerts right to your phone if something's going on that's shady. So if someone opens a credit card in your name, Aura's gonna make sure that's you. What if it's not you? Don't you wanna know? I assume so. So we talk about the death of privacy, we talk about the system, we talk about all this. This is a company that's out to protect your privacy at a time when privacy is dying. So here's what I have, I have a special treat for you today. If you go to aura.com backslash Jedediah, and we're gonna list this in the show description in case you're not following that, aura.com backslash Jedediah. You are going to sign up now with that link, you're gonna get two weeks for a free trial to see how many times your passwords appear on the dark web. So you go, you use the code, you're gonna know instantly if those passwords have been compromised and if you need to switch them up. If you sign up, I want you to go in the comments and I want you to let me know how many times your passwords appeared. I couldn't believe it. I got friends signing up left and right 60 times, 40 times, 50 times. That means the password's not safe, y'all. So you gotta protect yourself. Remember, this is your financial security, this is your privacy, these are the things that really, really, really matter at the end of the day. So go on over, aura.com backslash Jedediah and get yours today. I wanna hear from you on all that stuff. All right, thank you, Aura. Now back to James Cameron. Oh man, you know, I was such a big fan of the Terminator movies and all his stuff. I find this article in the Post Millennial and it says Avatar director James Cameron says testosterone is a toxin, a toxin that men must terminate from their system. A toxin, wow, you know I talk about toxins all the time on here, guess what, testosterone's not one of them. Let's read, a lot of things I did earlier, he says, I wouldn't do career-wise and just risks that you take as a wild testosterone poisoned young man. I always think of testosterone as a toxin that you have to slowly work out of your system. Okay, now you know James Cameron, right? This is the director of The Terminator, Terminator 2, True Lies, Alien. I think it was, it says Aliens. Is that right? I thought it was Alien. My dad would know. And Titanic. I couldn't go, I couldn't go, Jack. That moment from this guy, and now I know there's a low T problem going on. Not, not exciting for me. Now he's promoting, by the way, what he's doing now, you wonder. He's promoting his environmental activist group, his environmental activist sequel to Avatar, due out in December. Mm, mm. All the left-wing talking points, you know them, they align. According to The Hollywood Reporter, he said, a lot of things I did earlier I wouldn't do. Risks you take as a wild testosterone poison young man. I always think of it as a toxin. We talked about that. Okay, so here's the problem with this. This, of course, bleeds into the conversation we have about how masculinity is labeled toxic. That's disgusting. We know that's not true. We know it's an agenda of the matrix to do so. We've talked about that. Testosterone is not a toxin. Testosterone is what makes men men. Testosterone is what makes you athletic as a man. Testosterone is what makes you competitive as a man. Testosterone, by the way, is the very ingredient that we're going to need if the matrix comes calling. We're going to need those masculine men to stand up and say, no, mm-mm, this isn't going to fly. Guess what's going to fuel that? No, this isn't going to fly. Your testosterone that they're dying to crush. And by the way, we talk about sinking testosterone levels all the time. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Part of it is because of chemical exposures and things going on like that. And another part of it is what's going on in media, that men are now buying this story, that their, their masculinity is toxic, and that somehow that masculinity isn't what women actually find attractive. Disgusting what's going on. So we now have a low-T male population, actually, in mind and body. And James Cameron seems to be someone who wants to perpetuate that model. How sad to think about. You guys see The Terminator? You go back and you watch Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator. That, that was like all testosterone, right? You watch that and you're all pumped up and all that. And now you got to know that the guy who created that movie 
is talking about wanting to incentivize some low T and young men. I mean, that just rips. I almost can't watch that movie anymore in peace. I really can't. By the way, today, Super Chats, we're going to want to hear from you. you got to hit that subscribe button. you got to hit that like button, and you got to get into the chat. Those Super Chats, we have Angel here today. He's going to be keeping track of the chats. He's going to be uh, coming to them. I'm going to come over to him every now and then and check, but I want your questions, your comments. Super Chats coming for you, so you got to get lively. you got to get feisty. All right. So that was just our starter because, you know, again, I, I, I can't believe the lens that they're going to to just demasculinize men. I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable if you think about it. And it's not just Hollywood where it's happening. But think about the impact of this, by the way. This is a very influential Hollywood guy. If he's saying this, you know a lot of other ones are saying this. They are responsible for what shows up on your television screen. They're responsible for what shows up, you know, you, you turn on your Netflix, your Hulu, whatever. These are the people that mold your view of what masculinity is in the modern age, what femininity is. So they're trying to mold minds. This is the agenda behind it. Masculinity is toxic. Get more estrogen. Yeah, that'll make the guy from the Terminator more powerful. Duh. Ridiculous. Okay. Drew Afualo. You know, I love to, uh, to spend some time over there in the comment section. After we do Drew, by the way, uh, Angel, we're going to check in with the chat. That's my chat check-in. So I go over there, and I see that she has Aaliyah's interlude on. I don't know if you know who that is. She's a content creator. She's an influencer. It seems like there's a lot of these women now that are just, like, making these big careers over just being I, – I, I don't know what they do, really, other than just exist on social media and create these enormous platforms. But more power to them. Listen, I'm all for entrepreneurship. So – Aaliyah's interlude is on there, dressed in an interesting, shall we call it a costume? I don't know. Earmuffs. It's kind of interesting. She's got her own style. And there is some man-hating that happens here. That's truly, I'm just telling you, sit back, you know, your blood pressure may rise at times, (laughs) or you may begin to just laugh. Who knows? And it starts with talking about how if men hate you, women you're probably doing something right that's the goal so let's go to let's start this with uh, 31 seconds i'm gonna let this one roll until i say stop and then we'll be done let's take a listen that i feel like if men hate you you're probably doing something right like, that's what i'm saying that's real i've seen you post yeah. about that before yeah <laughs> men first- hate real shit like i'm sorry <laughs> it's just the, the first video i ever saw of you that made me follow you mm-hmm. um was one where you said <laughs> like men have red flags and for women it's just fun facts fun facts yes. quirks okay yeah. so there's those nails like claw remember i talked about that the other day the nails like a weapon i don't know what's going on with that in 2022 i don't know how they get anything done to be honest with you i really don't that aside so the message here seems to be if men hate you ladies you're doing something right so is that the goal of the modern feminist age now to behave in such a way as a female, that men are repelled by you, and somehow that's a badge of honor. How does that help to form a union? How does that ultimately help people to come together and form a family? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It actually does quite the opposite, and that is the goal. We talk about this all the time. There are, there are, there's the matrix. There's the people who are in power, and then there are the robots that just facilitate it, right? You pass it down to somebody. They chew it up. They swallow it. They spit it out, and they're like, yeah, that's what's cool. That's what I got to say now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a really, really good side of female empowerment to repel men. Then you wind up women listening to that message. Yeah, I'm going to be female empowerment symbol 2022. I'm going to repel all the guys. Yeah, I'm going to listen to Drew Afwala. Woohoo! Fast forward like 
three weeks and they're like, I'm lonely. Why am I all alone? No one's calling me. You know, they start to feel the effects of that because ultimately if you wind up repelling men, you're not going to be getting that attention. You're not going to be getting, you know, that boyfriend, that whatever it is. You're ultimately not going to get that husband, which may be on your goal list. And I often, often wonder when I listen to these women too, like she has a boyfriend. She's with somebody right now. How does he feel when he hears her saying, oh yeah, it's a badge of honor to repel men. Obviously you didn't do that, honey. You attracted somebody. So what are we even talking about? Whole bunch of nonsense. I think that's interesting though. The goal of the modern feminist age, repel men. Hmm. Swallow that one. Interesting. Okay. So then we get into something called the male gaze. And what that essentially means is that there's a lot of modern feminists who feel that you, you shouldn't be plugged into that at all. In other words, you shouldn't be worried about attracting men or how they see you, none of that. So let's take a listen. Let's go to 113. And I th feel like you and I have very similar veins in which we operate which yes. is like we're so completely free from the male gaze it's not even funny yeah i don't even know what that is not even point, right? so far from it it mm -hmm. doesn't register to me whatsoever i feel like when you cater to the male gaze like you don't benefit at all like literally there's what? no win literally there's why would i ever do that exactly. that's like the longest darkest tunnel with no light at the end right there i <laughs> I don't even think it's like a tunnel because there's like an end to a tunnel. Like that's just like a cave. A cave. Yes. A cavern. Yes. A just cavern. Like, <laughs> yes. A cavern. It's just like a never-ending abyss. That's why when yeah. you run into pick me girls. Okay, mm. we'll stop it there. The She's gonna get into the no, pick like, That's like a whole lot. We did the pick me girls the other day. So again, don't cater to the male gaze. Don't cater. In fact, don't just stop catering to it. Repel it. Make it so that guys see you and they're just turned off. What does that accomplish, honey? Tell me, ultimately. If you're a straight female and you ultimately want that boyfriend, you ultimately want that family, what, what are you doing for the good of society by telling women, just ignore it, do the opposite, do the opposite. So in other words, if guys like feminine women, let's be more masculine, rawr. Let's be more rough around the edges. Oh, guys like purity in women, let's sleep around. Let's get that body count up so high that it's in triple digits. You know, if guy, whatever guys like, the instruction manual here from a modern feminist is do the opposite. On spite, it seems. Like she thinks she's spiting the guys. Like, oh, be spiteful to them. Don't give them what they want. Honey, you're spiting yourself. You're spiting yourself. Maybe not you. You're famous now. But all the women you're talking to, if they go about their lives and say, I'm going to do the opposite, I'm going to try to repel men, and then they wind up without guys that they ultimately want by their side, what good have you done in your messaging, I ask? Or is this just a talking point we can all feel bit about, good about for five seconds? Oh, yeah, I'm, do I'm on my own journey. I'm going to spite men the way they did to me back in the 1950s. You weren't there, but, you know, your grandmother, whatever. What a bunch of nonsense. Not a helpful message. Ladies, don't listen to this stuff. Don't listen to this stuff. I mean, it's just not helpful to you at all. And it's also odd because it paints the guy as like the enemy that you have to spite in some way. Like, oh, guys like femininity, guys like purity. That's bad in some way because guys can't vocalize what they want. So now we have to spite them <laughs> by becoming the opposite. Why? Are they, are they the enemy now, men? Well, yes, to the modern feminist left, they are. Okay. By the way, some of those people on the modern feminist left, that masculine men are the enemy, that also goes for the guys. 
The guys that call themselves the feminists are also mad at the masculine men. Jealousy. There's a lot of jealousy that comes into play there on the male spectrum. We all know that. All right. So then we get into um, how men are never satisfied. They're never satisfied, according to Jirofala. Let's go to 517. That men are never satisfied. Like, why would I ever cater to you when... You do nothing for me, like at all. I feel like when a woman compliments you, it's like, ooh, like that—that's my sister. Like <laughs> I would die for you, actually. Literally. But when it's a guy, it's like, ew. Why did you say that? Like I'm getting harassed. But like, <laughs> so this yeah, is. Does I she like, not? Honestly, though, does she not sound like eleven? I'm just asking. Like, ew. Like, did we not get that out of our system in middle school? The like, oh my god, a guy likes ew. You're so gross. I feel like I'm listening to like a regression. Like just an adult regressing into a teenager. Is it just me, audience, in the chat, please? Do you hear the same thing? So I would love to know if if you are dating men who aren't, as she says, doing anything. She says, do nothing for her. You're with the wrong guys. You with a bunch of guys. I don't know any guys in relationships that do nothing. In fact, most of the guys I know in relationships are bending over backwards for the women they love whether it's to work to put food on the table, whether it's to make a priority, you know, their role as the provider so that if they want to have a family, that woman has an option to stay home for a while if, if that's what she wants. I see guys providing that protector role, knowing full well if there's an intruder in that house. I watched a video the other day where a guy was talking. I'm going to bring that one on the show. It's fantastic, where he's talking about how there's an intruder. He is that first line of, you know, he has to defend that home. The next person that's at the top of the stairs is his son, his, I think, 28-year-old son, and his wife is to take the smaller child and run, hide, call 911, protect that child, and to get out of danger. Does that sound like a guy or a household where men are doing nothing for women? I find this disgusting, this type of commentary, degrading men as if they're doing nothing, as if that's the norm. I'm not saying there aren't guys like that. I'm not saying there aren't deadbeat guys. They exist. But if you're making that the norm, you're doing something wrong. Who are you choosing? Don't speak for the rest of us. Also, this interesting comment she makes about how compliments from female are are welcome. But if it's from a guy, it's like harassment. That is why you don't have a lot of guys acting like gentlemen anymore because they're afraid to speak. They're afraid the same way they're afraid to open that door for you because they're afraid that they're going to open that door for you and you're going to somehow throw it in their face. I can do it for myself. I don't need you. What do you think? I'm weak. Now they don't want to say, oh, you look beautiful today to someone or, oh, what's what a, what a great outfit. They, they don't want to speak. They're like, that's harassment. I'm going to be labeled as sexual harassment. I'm not saying be inappropriate, but I'm saying guys are walking on eggshells in the modern world in every possible way because of women like this. And there are a lot of women who used to appreciate that gentlemanly behavior that are now living in the absence of it. And it's because of women like this. It's not because of the women who appreciate those gentlemanly men, but the problem is the women who talk like this, like the Durofalos and the Aliyah's interlude about men, are now increasingly in the majority. And guys have had enough. They, they're like, I don't need this. I'd rather just not compliment you and not open your door and not have a headache. And I do not blame them for that being their takeaway. I think it's sad, ultimately, because there are women who do appreciate it. However, I don't blame them. Who wants to listen to this crazy? This is a bunch of crazy going on. Okay. And I know y'all, I'm a relic, but I'm not that old. It's not like I'm sitting here, I'm 95 and I'm like, oh, back in the day. Come on. We're talking about like, you know, a couple of decades here. The whole world is just spun out of control. Come on. This is unacceptable. 
All right, let's go to 619, Angel. Me at one point. Mm -hmm. um, we all just unlearned it, unlike a lot of other people. Yeah. But even at my, even in the throes of my pygmy stage, like mm -hmm. the most deep, ta like cavernous mm -hmm. pygmy phase, yeah. I still hated how men acted and treated me yeah or treated others mm -hmm. like i really like even then i was never the type of bitch that'd be like well that's what he i was yeah, never like that never as soon as they said they wanted something for me i'd do the opposite literally because it's just like <laughs> why Who are you okay. to? so again again now this i don't know what her experience with men has been like I, and i don't like to i don't like to play that game of like oh you have this opinion so you must have had some damage like i'm not here to play psychologist i can't stand when people do that but she's telling us, right? She's saying that she went through her life and she didn't like the way men treated her. And she's going so far as to say treated others. So now she has just cast the whole gender as a problem. Like men are the problem. And as a result, she is saying, there seems to be a bit of resentment there. That she's saying, well, you want something. If a guy wants something, regardless of whether she's even inclined to do it or how she feels, the, the knee-jerk reaction is to do the opposite. So this is a problem because this is a paradigm where you have men and you have women and it's almost like we're at war all the time. And these women seem to only be comfortable in a paradigm where it's like sisterhood, which means that women defend each other no matter what. You're not allowed to call, call out bad female behavior at all. And the guy is always the enemy no matter what, even if it's a good upstanding guy. So I don't see how this is a formula for societal success. I mean, this, this to me seems to just be contributing to decay at every level. Maybe they don't care because maybe they're part of the matrix and that's part of the plan. I don't know. But for those of us who are still trying to salvage what's left of morality and society, this is just not a good route. And I fear because she has a big audience and a lot of women listen and maybe they pick up on this and think this is some path toward happiness. It's not. You're going to ultimately be miserable listening to this stuff. It sounds miserable. It sounds like very unhappy to be so committed to the other gender being bad all across the board. Problematic. Okay. Let's go to 750. Um, this is now, now, now it, it goes a step further and they start taking digs at guys. Oh, you're mediocre. Wait, just wait. I told you to sit down before we started this and I hope you did. Hope the blood pressure's not rising too For much. the longest time, men can be so mediocre and still, <laughs> like, be desired by society. Yeah. But women have to put in their all, like, yeah, all literally. the time. And it's like, no. Like, actually, I want you to do this, 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 and this, just like we have to do. Yeah. And if you don't, then <laughs> you can screw Next. <laughs> like, yes. The then you can look for somebody else. Right. Okay, so, again, not only is this, this is just dumb. And it's wrong, right? It's wrong. Mediocre guys do not get rewarded by society. They don't. Guys have to work really hard to receive those societal rewards. And we see it all the time. We show clips on here all the time of women saying, I want a guy who makes six figures. Six figures, not easy to make, especially in these times with jobs and the situation being what it is. I want a guy that makes six figures. I want a guy who's fit. I want a guy who's, uh, you know, six feet and up. Height is important. I want a guy who's going to provide. I don't really want to have to work. I want all of these things. These are not mediocre traits. I want a guy who's going to be in shape and have their self-defense and be able to protect the family if need be. I want a guy who's going to, you know, be that shoulder to cry on. Does this sound like a mediocre individual? No. So the guys that are rising to the top are the guys that have all of these attributes, which is why I always say, guys, this is the reality of the world. You want to succeed in the world. You got to work hard. You got to have your shit together. This is just the way it is, right? You don't have to love reality. This is reality. And I think a society that has men 
who have their shit together is just a stronger society. It just is. Um, so I'm watching, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, this is, this is again, this is a, a weird alternate universe that they live in. You know, do mediocre men get likes and swipes on the dating apps? No, they don't. Guys that are average looking with an average job, with an average salary, with average motivation, they're just not getting swipes. That's not what's happening. But let me fill you in on something. These two ladies here, Drew and Elias, average women do get the swipes. They could be a five and they could be, you know, the eyelashes and the hair extensions and all this trying to make themselves into a nine. They don't have to be, you know, making a ton of money. Um, they don't have those same, they don't have to be a provider protector. They have to see a woman who is, you know, average looking will do much better than your average looking guy. That is a reality on dating apps. Stick them in a club, stick an average looking woman and an average looking guy in a club and watch what happens. I guarantee you that average looking woman will leave with a bunch of options. That average looking guy will be lucky if he has one option at the end of the night and may very well leave that club feeling sad and lonely because we have an entire society now of young sexless men that are going through depression, which by the way, the modern feminists think are funny and they poke fun and they laugh and they point, which is disgusting as well. So this is just not true, right? This is, this is what they're presenting to the world is not true. In the same way, by the way, these are the same people that will tell you, not these two in particular, but the matrix at large, these are the same people lying about, oh, obesity is healthy. And you know, it, it's, it's lie after lie after lie to make you less healthy, less motivated, and less able to be an autonomous, independent individual out there that's actually living a happy life. Because remember, the more miserable you are, the more likely you are to go on antidepressants, and who benefits from that? Some guy sitting at the top of the matrix, big pharma. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's keep going. Angel's like, what did I get myself into in this room? <laughs> All right, let's go to 750. Oh, no, we did that already. Let's go to 824. We're going to talk to, oh, yes. I'm not even going to tease this one. Let's just listen. They also, like, are exposed to, like, adulthood so much sooner. Exactly. I feel like women are, like, when they grow up, they're taught to be, like, caretakers and mothers, to have empathy for other people, while as men, they're just taught to, like, just be a child, like, just yeah. to live and yeah. do whatever. But at the same time, and, the, no, I feel like in society, that also makes it to where, like, when you get in relationships with men, you find, like, they have, like, no basic, like, <laughs> emotions, like, human emotions or, yeah, like, yeah. empathy. They lack empathy. They lack just um, emotional intelligence. Yeah, and in it's general. like, how are you a normal person? Like, how have you lived your entire life? But it's just because So now, wait. Okay, according to them, according to them, guys are now emotionless. They're sociopaths. Right. They're sociopaths, useless. And women are just all across the board, sheer perfection from birth. How ridiculous is this to commentary? I mean, really, I mean, you really have to laugh. First of all, a lot of women aren't raised to be caretakers and mothers. They're not raised that way anymore. That's just a reality. And by the way, they're listening to content like this, like uh, Drew Afalo, and I always forget her name, Aaliyah's Interlude. So they're not inclined to want to be a caretaker or a mom or anything. No, they're like self-empowerment. Men suck. Yeah, that's what they're living in. So let's not be deluded about the fact that women are being raised to be this care. That's not caretakers and moms. No, that's not 2022. Should that be happening? That's a different conversation that we can have. But let's deal in reality. This other component of this discussion, which is fascinating to me, is like, Oh, yeah, guys have no emotion. They have no empathy. No, honey, they're different from women. Again, 
you didn't get the memo. Men and women are different. So it's not that guys are emotionless. It's that they process information differently from we do and they act differently from we do. So their instinct and their, their inclination is going to be different, which is why you often sit and you watch a movie and, you know, the woman is crying her eyes out. That's me. And the guy next to her is just like, oh, that sucks. Wow. You know, it happens all the time. And not to, not to degrade one or the other, I'm very proud of my emotional side. I'm proud of everything that makes me a woman. I love it. But I'm also glad my husband's not like me, you know? So they don't process this reality that men and women are different. And they somehow expect men to exhibit all of the characteristics of women, which, by the way, if men did that, they'd be totally unattractive to these two women. They'd be like, I'm done. What are you, weak? Then it would be a whole separate set of criticism that came their way. You're weak, you're crybaby, oh God, useless. What a big baby. <laughs> that would be happening then, right? Because the instinct for them is just to criticize. This isn't about how to inspire you know, men to be better. This isn't how to inspire women to be better. This is just tear down. This is a tear down situation. You're bad. You're weak. You're a loser. You're the enemy. On spite, I'm going to make myself less appealing to you because you don't deserve it. Wow, you got to be kind of unhappy to be saying all that stuff. Not to make a judgment, but I, I just I don't understand. Like happy people just don't talk like this in my view. It just doesn't make any sense to me. All right, I'm going to check in. Uh, Angel, are you good to check in on the chat now? Yes, we are. All right. Let's go check. Hey, everyone. <laughs> All right. We got a uh, first one. We got a uh, Omega. He said uh, low T equals easy to control male populace. Yep. And then uh, the second one again is Omega again. Uh, they need to wear a, a bouquet of uh, I'm sorry, a bouquet for less male attention. Mm. And then uh, third, we have uh, Forge and Envil. Uh, they said, watch Forge and Envil, my advice to single men. Oh, there. Plugging your own content. <laughs> Not a bad move. I ain't lying. Not yeah. a bad move. That's well played, it. my friends. Mm -hmm. Well played. Got it? Okay, cool. Yeah, and keep that chat rolling. Get on in there. Comments, questions. Um, I really want to hear from you. I, 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 I know sometimes I, like, ask a question to, the, to you guys in the audience as if you can answer me, that's your opportunity to go into the chat, right? Because I want to hear from you. Obviously, you can't speak. How weird would that be if I said, what do you think? And all these little voices came out. We're not far with the way the Matrix is going. We're going to talk about electric cars at the end of this. Anyone at home have an electric car? Mm -hmm. Not a fan. going to tell you why. All right. So I'm not really into sports. Um, it's just not my thing, you know? I don't mind. Like, I watched baseball for a little while when it was like Jeter and all that I was like yay Yankees number two I thought that was cute but I'm not really into sports I never really played sports I did run track for a short period of time but that was more for fitness and sanity like sweat is my sanity than it was I'm not competitive like when it comes to sports shocking anyway Megan Rapinoe did an interview I don't know if you know her she's captain of the U.S. national soccer team there's a lot of talk about soccer right now with the world cup and all that and she does this interview if you know anything about Megan Megan's fascinating. She, her is in the bio. The, the pronouns are in the bio on Instagram. If you go on Twitter, it's like her photo. Instead of her face, it's the Black Lives Matter, like little image. So, you know, hard leftist, very politically active, very, very left wing, um, you know, pro-abortion. You, you can go and see all of her just to contextualize the person that's talking. 
And there's been a battle now in sports, as you know, people who follow these, is that women want to get paid the same amount as the guys. So there's, you know, female soccer players. This isn't just happening in soccer, but this is the topic of the moment. Want to get paid the same as the male soccer player. So she goes on this interview and she has a conversation. Of course, the whole interview becomes about equity and discrimination. I want to play some of this, not because I care about sports, but because you need to hear how this is another example of a modern feminist, modern woman, how they talk about the idea of equity. Fascinating. Um, also all wrong. We'll get to why it's wrong. But take a listen. We're going to 519 on that one. Of course not. I saw in the news recently uh, that this Thursday at the Costa Rica-Germany match, there will be an all-female refereeing trio taking charge for the first time ever at a men's FIFA World Cup. Why do you think it took this long? <laughs> I mean, probably probably the same reason that the World Cup is in Qatar, <laughs> to be honest. It just general fuckery, general uh, oh. sexism, racism, discrimination. Honestly, general probably fuckery. Probably that whole reason. General yeah, fuckery I, I sounds think that's like probably... it could be the name of the person in charge of FIFA. General okay, yeah. so what, the reason I played this for you is because how often audience you'll know how often do I say on this show that modern women the modern left they vomit the words out right you know sexism racism misinformation pick me we do that all the time and I do it in jest and she just did it for you live right so the question was why has there never been an all-female referee trio I don't know does she know are there a bunch of women who are signing up that want to be you know referees in a male soccer game I don't know but her instinct, again, is to tell you that the reason behind that, the reasoning why is sexism, racism, discrimination. What does race have to do? It doesn't. You couldn't even figure out a way to tie race into this if you're a real thinking person. But the words just come out automatically, right? So you do something they don't like. Racist! And then they sit and they say, was it racist? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The word fits. Yeah, yeah. You do something else they don't. Sexist! It's just like it's, it's automatic pilot. This is how the robot culture works. They were fed something again. They swallowed it, and then they just vomited out. So that is your daily vomit of hard left talking points thrown in your face with no basis, no proof whatsoever. And remember that this is all for, for the modern left, and, and modern feminists are a big part of the modern left. In fact, modern feminists, young women, that is your voting block. That is a big problem in this country right now. And this is how they talk. This is exactly how they talk. Everything is about identity politics. Everything is about your gender, your race. There's always some type of discrimination happening even when it's not. That is their go-to, their number one go-to because they feel that if they say that, they can't lose because someone will rush to appease them because that person won't want to get canceled or that person won't, won't want to get disparaged in media. So there's a rush to like appease someone who's shouting these things all the time. Nauseating, cowards, no backbone, next. Okay, let's go to 16. This is terrifying if you really pay attention. Let's take a listen. I, I always said that too. I'm like, you guys know this is not just like, it's just not going to end. You know, there's no, it's just going to end in us getting equal pay and you having to pay us um, moving forward. So they learned that the hard way. Okay. Uh, bad bit of That's all you need from her on there. So this is, you know, she lo listen to the cockiness of it. You all know how this is going to end. We're just going to wind up getting the money. Ha ha, you know. 
whether we deserve to be paid the same as the men's team or not, and we'll talk about that in a second, this is how it's going to end. Why? Because they're going to place so much pressure, really, so much public pressure, that they feel that the the organizations will just cave ultimately. Why? Because they, does the organization need them running around being like sexist, discrimination, going on the Today Show and GMA and crying about it and going on and on and on, woe is me? No, probably not. At some point, they probably will just cave. But imagine the cockiness of saying that's essentially saying we can bully to get what we want regardless of what it is. So now the question that comes up all the time is why does the women's team make less? And it's, it's actually quite simple. And I, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that it's women. I really don't. But I would ask you, when, and I'm not a sports expert, how much money do the games bring in for the women's team? How many spectators are there? How much interest is there in the women's versus men's team? Do sponsorships roll in the same way for the women's and men's team? No, they don't. There is more public interest in men's sports across the board. We're talking about soccer today. We could be talking about basketball. We could be talking about any sport. There is just more interest in men's sports. As a result of that reality, that's just a cultural reality that exists. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. It just is. As a result of that, more sponsorships come to the men's sports. More people show up as spectators to pay to buy tickets for the men's sports. As a result, there is more money in the pot for the men's sports as a result of the cultural reality that there is more public interest in men's sports. That just is. You, I don't know how you change that. The culture would have to, more women would have to want to go watch women's sports. Women oftentimes don't want to go watch women's sports. And I'll tell you a story about this in a second. But that's just the reality. So it's not like I don't believe that it's like a bunch of people sit in an office and they say, well, this is the women's team. And we have to get them in some way. We have to really harm them. So we are going to pay the men's team more and we're going to make them grovel. I, I just, that's, that wouldn't be smart business. What actually is smart business is they look at the numbers and they look at the stats and they look at the reality and they say, well, this is where all the action is. This is where the interest is. This is where we're going to have more money so we can disseminate more money because we want this to continue because it's bringing in a bunch of money. This over here isn't bringing in as much money. So it gets less money in the pot. This is just basic economics, honey. Basic economics. Not socialism, not communism. This is the, the way that the free market works. End of story. By the way, it reminded me of something when I was young. I'll take heat for this. I don't care. When I was young, I was a cheerleader. Yay, pom-poms and all. And I was um, a cheerleader for a basketball team when I was in eighth grade. And it was a boys' basketball team. And I went to um, I went to a co-ed school at the time. I later went to an all-girls school. But anyway, we would cheerlead for the boys' team. And it was like a big thing. The boys' basketball games, everyone would show up. Cheerleaders would like from other schools would show up. And we'd have to like scream louder and louder. It was like a whole big thing. We had the halftime dance, which I loved. It was, all, it was really cool. Anyway, they came up to us at some point and they said, um, would you mind going and cheering for the girls' team? And we were all like, mm, Why? First of all, there was no one at the basketball games. No one went to the girls' basketball games. They, they weren't, there wasn't the same level interest. So the, there, were, there wasn't that whole like rivalry with the cheerleaders. And secondly, we all had crushes on the boys on the team. That's why we were there. We were like, I liked one guy. I'm not going to say his name because, you know, if he's listening, how weird is that? But I liked one guy. A friend of mine liked the center. Another one liked, I don't even know the positions. But, you know, my dad's like at home now, big basketball fan. He's like, I told you the positions. Don't mess this up, Jen. 
but I don't really know them. I just know like who's fast, who doesn't have to be tall, you know, yay. Anyway, um, so we didn't want to do it. And we just, it was just the reality. It wasn't as fun. We didn't have a crush on those people. It wasn't like, hey, you know, that whole thing. I don't feel bad about it. It just was. I mean, there were times that I would go and show support. I did have, you know, somebody that I knew that was on the girls' basketball team, but it just didn't, it didn't generate the same kind of interest at the school. So if they were going to invest in an event for one of them, they would probably have gone toward the one where there were all the spectators and people would buy the refreshments and people would, you know, all that money would go back into the school. This is just basic economics. Not everything is agenda-driven based on gender or race. Some of it is just out to make money, and this, these are the facts. And maybe you could be a bunch of kangaroos playing soccer, but if people came and watched, those kangaroos would be making bank, honey. Man, God. It's like I got to give an economics lesson to these leftists every time. And I'm not even good in economics, just saying. Okay. Um, last one I want to do is um, 2044 on this, and then we're going to go back to the chat, Angela. Chat, get feisty. Have you hit that subscribe button and that like button? Don't make me yell. You know, I got a little Italian in me. Sicilian. Don't bring out the Sicilian. It's bad for everyone. Just saying. Hit that subscribe. Hit that like. Get in the chat. If you have a comment or a question, I'm coming to you in just a second. So listen to this, though, at 2044. Let's go to that. Now she has a new role, Megan Rapinoe. The chief um, equality officer. Um, and not just as like a fluff position, but I feel like companies need to start adding this to the upper management and adding this to the most important voices. If it's just something that's like kind of on the side or it's just in HR, like frankly, it's just not going to be listened to. This person's not going to be listened to. <laughs> They're not going to be able to implement what needs to happen. They need to be an integral part of the company. They need to be, um, you know, in, you know, the sort of top leadership to make sure that this is like one of the pillars of the foundation of the company so that, you know, everything can be built on top of that. Okay. So did you hear the position? Hmm. Chief equality officer. Can you imagine? I could just see like a little outfit. Looks like a referee outfit walking through the halls with a whistle. Mm -mm. Contract was signed. Is there a female contract that looks exactly like that? No, mm -mm. he's out. I mean, this could get really muddy and very weird, frankly. Now, let's be clear. These people are not arguing, arguing for equality of opportunity. They're not doing that. They're arguing for equality of outcomes. They want the outcome for men and women to be the same. Now, know where this is going. Know where this is going. This is going to active discrimination against people because they have to equalize. They have to find, okay, we need a certain number of men. We need a certain number of women. And they do this all the time with race now, schools. We talk about affirmative action, all this stuff. It's a whole other conversation. But they really just whittle people down to the identity politics of who they are. Instead of looking and saying, who are the best performers in this company? Who are the people putting in the most hours, the most quality work, regardless of gender? And what I say always is, when I hire people, I have my own business now. I made one, my first hire, and I got my eye on a second. I want the best person for that job. I don't care if it's a man. I don't care if it's a woman. Frankly, I wouldn't care if it was a kangaroo, if that kangaroo communicated well and put my ads up properly. But I don't care what the gender is. I don't care about that. I care about the person who's going to get the work done. And for me, that's clean. That's accurate work. That is someone who gets their work done on time. That's someone that I have a good communication style with. End of story. This idea that everybody's out there and discriminating, you, by the way, you already can't discriminate based on gender. It's already illegal to do that. That's already on the books legally that you cannot discriminate against someone based on gender in a company. You cannot do it. 
So what they're trying to do is not acknowledge that that already exists. And now what they want is to say, well, that's a quality of opportunity. That's not enough for us. We need to make sure that the outcomes look the same. Even if we have, say, a woman who's not working the same number of hours and whose work isn't as good, by virtue of the fact that she's a woman and she's in the same job title, I need her to make the same money. No, honey. That's not fair. That's not just. That's not cool. I know what you want. You want the equality of outcomes. No, thank you. No, thank you. Put the best person in the job. Let them work hard. Whoever it may be should rise to the top. End of story. I'm tired of these games. These leftists are nauseating at their core. Okay. We're going to go to the chat now. Hello, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> all right. All right. Super chats. Okay. We have uh, Frank Paul. He said he's uh, 23 with an IT degree, but wants to get into trucking. Would a girl accept my decision and be loyal? I'm really cautious. Love the stream. So I love trucking. You're asking somebody, like, I like lumberjacks. So like, I like that whole, like, scene. I mean, that to me, I would personally, that would be appealing to me. Here's what I'll say to you. There used to be a time where those, and I'll come back to the chat in a second, there used to be a time where those careers that fit in a box were the priority. In the same way that it used to be you had to have the college degree and all that, things are changing now. So I think the priority for a man is to be self-sufficient, to be someone who can handle life's curveballs, curve be sturdy, I always say, and be able to provide. You have to be financially stable and you have to be someone that a female can look at and say, if shit hit the fan, he's my rock. Whatever that looks like. So I don't think that what you do for a living necessarily matters as much as what that career brings to the table in terms of security. But I'm personally drawn to people that don't work in an office setting. That's just me. Just saying. Okay, next. All right, next we have uh, Steve NZ Thompson. He said, because of you, Jen, he's made changes for his wife. Oh, hopefully good changes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'm not causing <laughs> trouble out there. You know I'm causing some trouble. You know it. But hopefully good changes. If y'all are happy, I'm happy. So. Oh, all right, and then Omega, he said, uh, the cool kids call them NPC, non-player character. Mm, NPCs, that's a fancy word I've seen. I've seen around in the chat. Just saying, okay. All right, then we have uh, Gene uh, said, Bill Burr gave the best answer about why women are not paid as much as men in sport while speaking about the WNBA. Definitely something to watch. I will check that out. But if, honestly, just like who... Who do you watch the WNBA? I mean, do do you watch it, Angel? Do you? Uh, be honest, no. No, and I like <laughs> I'm like into basketball. Like I said, oh yay, it's fast. I can't watch slow sports. I can't. A baseball game is just honestly, I I I need some type of I need a lot of food or something going on. It's too long. It's too much. Basketball is like woo yeah dribble dribble dribble. Oh we got it. Oh you know it's like a lot going on. I could cheer, get the pom poms back out. You never know. Maybe when we hit a hundred thousand, the pom poms come out. You never know. I told you, 100,000 subscribers, something cool is going to happen, so hit that subscribe button. But it's just a matter of who's watching. And it's just, it's not, a, listen, again, it's not like I'm trying to degrade women in any way. I'm not. I love women. I am a woman. I just told you I love the things that make women unique and special. But women's sports don't attract the same kind of attention. It just is. It just is. Okay. More? No, good. Okay, cool. All right, I got to get into the Matrix with you. Um, the end of this show, this is really important stuff that happened on Twitter. 
have any of you, I'd be curious, get in the chat and let me know, were any of you thrown off Twitter in the last couple of years? Were any of you canceled off of any of your social media or suspended because you said something, whether it was related to COVID-19, whether it was related to whatever, whether it was related to something cultural that you said that somebody tried to silence your free speech? I'd be curious to know if we have anyone in the chat that had that experience. Uh, I haven't been suspended as of yet, oddly. It's crazy, right? You're like, Jen, no way. No, but I did get shouted down off national television, and I did lose a couple of jobs as a result of speaking my mind. So there's that. Whatever. Um, okay, so let's talk Elon Musk. I don't know. You have to chat. You guys like Elon Musk? I like him. I don't agree with him on everything. I'm also not anointing him the next savior. Folks on the right always do that. There's like some cultural figure. There's someone who all of a sudden agrees with them on one issue, and they're like, this is the next god. No, we're not going to do that. He's just a man. But he is a man who cares about freedom of speech, and he did do something incredible this past weekend. What he did is he opened up something called the Twitter files, and he put them, he gave them to a few journalists. Round one went to this guy, Matt, ugh, TB, Tybee, I'm going to say that wrong. Round two, by the way, is coming, and it's going to Barry Weiss. I don't know if you know Barry Weiss, but th these are not conservatives by any stretch. These are actual journalists, and it was their job to disseminate this information, and it's all over Twitter what was uncovered. And as it turns out, <laughs> there was some meddling in the election last time around. Now, I told you, before we get to the tweets, I told you, people who were watching on Fox and Friends at the time, not there anymore, let's not talk about why, People who were watching, I was saying things like, this isn't about voting machines. I'm not seeing evidence of a stolen election based on voting machines, but I am seeing meddling from big tech. So we, what we need to be talking about is what's happening with big tech, what's happening with Facebook, what's happening with Twitter, what's going on here, because there is coordination happening here and there's something going on. I didn't factor in the big pharma component until later, but now I see it all. So let's go to the tweets. I want to show you just some of what was on earth because remember Twitter is an area where Andrew Tate was suspended he's back now by the way Cobra Tate he's back Sneeko was suspended he's back Andrew Tate's brother Tristan was suspended he's back a whole bunch of doctors leading physicians were uh, taken off the platform last year James Woods he's a, a conservative actor it, the list goes on and on and on um, and they're back almost all of them in fact are back still waiting on some of the doctors but I want to show you what was found. If, if, you, if you're not plugged into this, this is very important because this is Andrew Tate's matrix and you need to understand when he talks about it. He's not talking about dating and relationships. He's, talking, he's going deep. So let's take a look. This is the first slide. I'm going to show you a series of slides now. The first slide is the first tweet that you can pull up. Um, and it says, by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back handled. Do you see that? So all of these tweets were sent from the Biden administration. And the response is handled these, which means they were saying, ban these people, get rid of these people. They're out there spreading, in quotes, misinformation or a problem, or they're disseminating something that we don't want out there. And handled means they were suspended. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. And under this, it says, I grabbed the first one under SI. Defer to safety on the high-profile second one. That is real James Woods. If you know him, James Woods is a Hollywood actor who is a conservative. So you had celebrities, you had actors being removed because, in this case, the Biden administration or whoever it was, you know, here. Oh, yeah, this is the DNC. I'm sorry. This is from the DNC. That's the Democrat National Committee. Decided that he was a problem. So now you have the collusion of, do you see what's happening here? You have big media 
and you have big government colluding to shut down people, to shut down voices that they don't like. Terrifying. I mean, we're not the communist Chinese yet, but are we getting there, I ask you? Are we really closer than we think with what's going on? Okay, let's go to the next one. Now you say, oh, well, couldn't Republicans be doing the same thing? This is important. The system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts. Because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation, that's Democrat, there were more channels, more ways to complain open to the left. Now I want you to look at the contributions here. In 2022, the percentage of contributions that went to Democrats from Twitter, 99.73%. The percentage that went to Republicans, 0.27%. So look at the disparity in terms of who was sitting in those offices when those requests came in. What do you think the dynamic was there between what requests got processed, what requests got approved, and where the focus was if you have this enormous disparity between donations going to Democrats and Republicans coming from Twitter itself? Very important to consider if you're a Republican out there. Just saying. Next slide. On October 20, on October 14th, the New York Post published Biden secret emails exposing the Hunter Biden. Okay, you remember the Hunter Biden laptop story? That was a New York Post story that came out. It was talking about Hunter Biden. I'm not going to get into weeds on this, but essentially the laptop was found. There was information on there that presented that there was a conflict of interest between between potentially what was going on with Hunter Biden and what was going on with, you know, Ukrainian authorities. It was a lot in there. And then there was all this other stuff that was like dirty stuff that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to get into that whole thing because that's a, a whole we'd have to need a whole other show for that frankly regardless what you find in the next slide Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe they even blocked its transmission via direct message a tool that to that point had only been used for child pornography so typically they have these methods in place to block something that would be like child pornography, which should be blocked, absolutely 100%. They use that same tool to go in and to block a news story that came from the New York Post about Hunter Biden because they knew that it was going to have a negative effect on the Biden campaign and hence Biden re-election opportunity. Do you see what went on here? This is what we call election interference. This is election interference. This is big media and big tech and big government holding hands and hands to suppress information because they wanted a certain election outcome. Scary stuff. Really, really deeply concerning. Okay, let's look at number 19. We have two more here. This is interesting. Twi uh, White House spokeswoman Kaylee McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from the Trump campaign staff from Mike Hahn, who seethed, at least pretend to care. So they locked Kaylee out of her account completely simply for sharing a news story. She just shared the New York Post story. That was it. She was locked out of her account. And you know what they say? They come back and they say it violated some hacking rule. What? And everyone, your last slide 26, is just everyone knowing. It says, by this point, everyone knew this was fucked, said one former employee. But the response was essentially to err on the side of continuing to error. And that last comment that you see, you won't be able to see that. There's a last comment there that says, whatever we do, let's make it clear we're proactively but cautiously interpreting this through the lens of our hacked materials policy. So everybody knew that was a joke. Everyone knew that they were saying this was, you know, they were like, we need to block this. Kaylee had a ton of followers. So her putting this information out there would reach a lot of people. I know Kaylee. And she was, you know, very, she stood by the Trump administration and she was part of the Trump administration. And they were like, she's too powerful. She needs to be, we need to shut this down. And so they like, they're like calming through. What can we say? What can we use here to, to justify this deep suppression of free speech? 
And so they pulled out this hacking nonsense and people from within the company, there's more, by the way, there's many more slides than these people from the company are like, can we even say that? And they're saying like, can, and it's like, just do it because the stakes were too high. Don't you see the stakes for the matrix were too high because there was a plan. There was a plan if Joe Biden was going to get elected. First of all, all the leftists needed Joe Biden to get elected, right? Because you knew what was coming. All bad stuff was coming down the pike. They needed the lockdowns in place. They needed the masks in place. They needed all of those policies to continue and be empowered. And also, you had Big Pharma sitting in the back here saying, mm -mm, we need this guy. We need this guy because we need our mandates. We need to force people to do this because we don't know that they're going to do it on their own if you don't force them. This was a whole big agenda. And in order for it to happen, they felt that even though Trump was in a position where he was at the time promoting the vax and doing all, they felt like he, they weren't sure about him. He was a wild card, right? Because you know Trump is a wild card. You never really know what that guy's going to do. Biden was predictable. He was reliable. He was in, in bed with Big Pharma already. This was the easy go. They needed him to win, and they made it happen. They suppressed this story. Now, I don't know if the Hunter Biden story would have made a difference in that moment because they had played up. I don't know if it would have been enough to toss the election because they had played up so heavily, like, the fear porn around COVID. I don't know. But they thought it was enough because they wouldn't have gone this far they would not have done all of this if they didn't think that story was enough to tank Joe Biden. So that's your matrix. And it's very important to know that. Um, I want to get to one more matrix story, and then I'm going to check back in the chat. Do you guys uh, drive electric cars? Anyone drive an electric car? I, let's see how I pause, waiting for somebody to say, me, I do. It's just habit. Sorry. So as it turns out, there's a dark side of electric cars. And I'm not going to read a lot from this, but this is really important to consider in an age where, again, Go ask Andrew Tate. I, I will bet my money on it. Do you drive an electric car? I guarantee you the answer is no. I will guarantee it. Ask some of these guys who are concerned about the matrix if they're into electric cars. I guarantee you the answer is going to be no. Why, you ask? Daily Mail. There's a dark side to the rise of electric cars that could rob us of freedom and pleasure. Once governments are able to control cars, they will demand the power to do so. Electric cars can be limited, monitored, controlled, and switched off remotely. You want to go somewhere. You're sitting up. Let's say you didn't get the next experimental drug. You didn't do it. You didn't want to do it. And you're getting ready to go somewhere. And suddenly it's like, oh, not you. You're a danger to society. Mm, off. That is handled remotely by the matrix. You think, I mean, people who think I'm crazy, just look at what happened in the last two years. Did you ever think this was going to go down the way it did? I guarantee you not. More is coming. They decide to shut that off. And suddenly you can't get from point A to point B. Driving is freedom. Driving is your ability to stick your family in a car and go. Do you really want anyone other than you to be able to determine whether that car goes on? In this day and age we're in, I don't. I certainly don't. Restrictions will be made for our health, safety, and to reduce carbon emissions. That's another thing, climate change. You know that's coming down the pike, and what that's going to look like is all these guys, the Bill Gates of the world, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, they're still going to have their private jets, don't you worry. They're going to get in their private jets, but you may not be able to get into your car because the carbon emissions in your area may be too high, and maybe they've decided that you don't have a right to get from point A to point B. You want as few things as possible to be in the hands of the matrix, and as many things as possible to be in the hands of yourself and your family. So this idea of electric cars, not a big fan not a big fan of anything that can be decided from outside of you and your decision-making process. A couple of quotes from this article, then we're going to get to the chat. When it's decided that driving long distances is contributing too much to climate change, your car will simply prevent you from driving any further than a certain number of kilometers from your home. Can you not imagine that happening? I know that you say this sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. You're right, but so does the last two years that we actually just lived. 
Just saying, open your eyes to the reality. You don't have to like, again, I'm not asking you to like the direction that things are going. I'm asking you to recognize it, to recognize in the same way that I have conversations with people about the military. And I know those people out there want to get into the military and they're thinking of the military like it was 30 years ago. It's not the same. The military right now today is in many ways a tool of the matrix. It's a reality. It, it just is. Look at what they did with the mandates when it came to the military. They still have them in place. Disgusting what's going on. It's not the same military. You're not fighting for the same noble causes. It's not the same. Recognize it, acknowledge it, and act accordingly. Change your course if you need to. So that's just a reality I wanted to bring up because that's the new trend is the electric cars. And everyone's like, oh, in order to be cool, I have to have an electric car. Not going to be so cool when you can't get from point A to point B because somebody decided that you didn't fall in line with whatever talking point they needed to fall in that week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get to the chat. Yeah, I have super chats were kind of clear on. Are you clear? Okay. Do you have a couple that you want to share from regular chat? Or if not, I can close out and I'm good to... No? Good? Okay. Well, I want to thank you all for today. Keeping it spicy with me. I love having you here. Um, oh, Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Oh, I hope I don't mess this up. I think Rolo Tomasi is here on Wednesday, in-house, in-studio with me, sitting right here. So that will be fun, as always. You know Rolo's going to poke the bear. Um, I know I had him on remote a couple times. It's not the same. It's not the same as having somebody in person. So I think we're going to do a little debate, a little conversation. I don't know how much we'll agree or disagree on, but I think that is our Wednesday guest. You definitely won't want to miss it. Um, I will confirm that. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed already, and I will uh, get that out on social media. And other than that, remember, if you want to FaceTime with me, if you want to ask me a question directly to my phone, I did one of these last week. It was awesome. Um, if you have a question for me, you're out there, you're trying to navigate the dating world, you're like, what the hell do I do? It's a hot mess. You're a woman out there who doesn't fit in with a modern women new trend, have some advice that you need, or you want to talk about the matrix of which I am deep into studying because they're not, mm -mm, they're not going to win. They're just not, they can't win. You want to talk about any of that, you can come over to Manect.com, M-I-N-N-E-C-T, and you can find me there and we can talk on the phone about it. It comes right to my phone. Just a heads up. I will see you back here on Wednesday with Mr. Rolo Tomasi poking the bear. See you then. <laughs>